You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Breaking Bad. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Breaking Bad news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Breaking Bad. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, John Comerford. I'm joined in the studio by Ian Kaiser. Phil's VTech. In the booth, we've got Jesse Janity. And for our very special guest, we have our very own Mr. Stuart Lyons in here. We want to thank you very much thank for joining you. Stuart Lyons. Now, Stuart, you've been with Breaking Bad since the first episode, correct? Since the pilot. Since the pilot, big pardon. And uh, you've been in the UPM, the unit production manager, line producer, producer. I think uh, all those titles incorporate the things that you're uh, under your purview in the show, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll get into that, first of all. Sure. But first thing we have to do is have to talk about the finale, season four finale called well, Face Off. Before yeah, even right. that, um, for those of you listening, we, just ha- we did have an amazing um, cast Q&A broadcast hosted by Marie Menounos, live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Aaron Paul attended, Dee Norris, and R.J. Mitty um, if you don't know who that is, you are You're not, not a fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything about what's going on. But now we get somebody who can really give us some nitty gritty about the show. So, I just as a fan, when you saw the final, the finale for the first time, what were your thoughts? Did you like the way it came out? Were you happy with it? Were you proud of it? What were you thinking? Stunned. Stunned. Really? Oh, absolutely. Well, you, but you knew you what was going to happen. Uh, but you don't see it. Uh huh. I, I mean, you try and see it in pieces going. In doing what I do, sure, because I have to put the pieces together. Right. Once they all come together, and it's uh, been edited, and you see a performance, uh-huh. and there's music, music and, and it's color corrected, and all of a sudden it's just all of a piece. Uh-huh. That's a different experience, and you try to enjoy that as a, as a viewer as, as much as anybody. Right. But I, I like seeing it with my family because I don't tell them anything. Oh, that's great! That was one of my they, questions. They no, no yeah. one, no yeah. one knows anything. So you must be going like. I can't wait for that scene. Well, I was, I was, uh, I had my wife's hand in yeah. mine, and uh-huh. I was waiting for you know the convulsive uh, grab <laughs> at, at key points, and, and that happened. Great. And that's that's the fun part. Oh my me. god, that must be amazing! Yeah, I have my so own audience. When you saw, uh, let's use because this is the most dramatic sure. uh, uh, image when you know the face off, so to speak, actually is off his face. Right <laughs> when you see Gus's face. So when you and, and you know th- that's I assume one of the pieces that you're you're you haven't seen in its uh, context. So when you saw that, where you go, man, that 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 played the way we wanted it to. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot more to that effect. Yeah. Than you see uh, when it's being filmed. Because sure, because there's a lot of CG involved. There's, in, there's CG, yeah. but there is also a. Uh, I'm sorry. A mask that's there. Mm-hmm. Then there's the computer graphics. That get added in afterwards. So I don't see the computer graphics until the whole thing has been composited. Right. And it's it's just a it's a different experience. Yeah. Seeing uh, Giancarlo walking around with that mask on <laughs> for the whole day. On the set, yeah. That was <laughs> that was weird. Huh? It's uh, it it was pretty gruesome in and uh-huh. of itself. And then they take it to this whole Next other level. level with CGI. I mean, those guys are those are the Walking Dead guys. Right. And they're yeah. just. Genius. And I got to say, when we saw it, we saw it with a crowd. We, yes. we normally don't have that big of a crowd when we saw it. They were cheering when that bomb <laughs> yeah. went off. And then they saw him walk out. And they, was, and they what were was like, what? No way! How could he survive? And then he does that. I mean, just a great little character beat of him fixing his tie right before you actually see what happened right. to him. I mean, you. I mean, I, if, and then I'm not even, I don't even work on the show, and I'm going. You gotta be proud of that moment. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, that must be just a thrill. And now and then you, your whole family watched it, correct? Yeah. And you have how many ki- children, if I may? Well, I have six. And now were they all with you when they were watching this particular one, or no. just okay? No. So were any of them there at this time? Sure. Okay, and so were they going crazy? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Are they going, Dad, you're awesome? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just me. I know, but yeah. It's, 
Yeah. I just there are a lot that. of people involved. Absolutely. We have so, about 100 people working on the show. About 120 people a day oh work on the show when, we, when we're filming. Uh-huh. 120 people And then a there's day. a whole post group. And sure. So there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of people fulfilling Vince's vision. Oh, my God. Well, that's what we're there go ahead, for. Yeah. Let me, I mean, the other kind of, um, were you guys nervous about the fact, um, you know, the chart with Salamanca and going down that, um, to pull that off was so strategic. And, you know, in watching it with 180 plus people, it was pulled off amazing. At first when I saw it, I was like, okay, wow, this is really boring. And then as it built and built, it turned into the funniest thing for me yeah. in television ever because of that patience to do it. Yeah, and follow through. That takes a lot of guts. Yeah, that is. But but this show has always taken its time. It it yeah. allows things to breathe. It leaves the moment. It does, it's not in a hurry. No, it just lets it be. And it, I guess oh, my amazing. question is, um, you know, were you guys ever nervous about being able to pull that off, or anything in particular for you guys, at least for the season finale, if not the season? I don't think that was anything we were worried about. So, like okay. <laughs> but speaking to that, do you ever go, God, I don't know if this is going to play. I, I really, I'm not sure. I mean, there are there are parts of the show that I don't necessarily understand fully, and then I'll read an interview that Vince gives, uh-huh. uh, and I've been reading all the follow up for sure. the show, and, and yeah, I'll I'll still get uh, you know an insight that he may not have uh-huh. shared at the time. Got it. But the writing is absolutely clear uh-huh. and uh, and fantastic, and it exists that way. From the earliest time that I see it, which mm-hmm. is in sometimes I'll see it in cards that are on mm-hmm. a wall, but much more frequently I'll see it in outlines. And we can plan the show from the outlines. Really? It's that? What, it's wow. that. It, once those writers and Vince have, have blessed that story and, and, and say this is where we're going, that's where they go. There's... There's very, very little deviation. Mm-hmm. Once those cards have been set. Once, once the outline right. has arrived and, to us. And earlier you had mentioned to us uh, before the show started, there's 27 weeks or so of writing. Well, for season four, there, yeah. were 20, there was 27 weeks of writing right. before we started production. Gosh. And then they continued to write sure. for about another dozen weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. I guess we were pretty much toward episode nine or ten before they they finally finished up with episode 13 wow i'm, I'm curious and and, and it yeah. and that's not quite correct because vince wrote 12 and 13 it, uh-huh, gotcha. he wrote them he directed them i understand yeah okay interesting uh, I'm curious, uh, with gus getting his part of his face blown off and sure. that to me played like a big budget feature film effect as did a lot of the stuff and the tension in that episode i'm curious uh, in your role as a line producer, mm-hmm. if there's ever anything that you have to say, we have to find a different way to do this or we can't pull this off? Or is is there always an alternative or is there things you've had to scrap completely maybe? No, they, they just want us to spend as much money as we can <laughs> possibly spend. And, and, and we've succeeded in doing that. No, it, it, there's a budget. Sure. And uh, we try to uh, stay within that as much as we can. That's part of my job. Sure. And... Uh, but Vince is a very experienced director, and we have an, a, a really inventive producing team mm-hmm. that that goes after uh, achieving this vision. Well, let me ask you this then, because you, you you know your budget for the season, so to speak, I would mm-hmm. imagine. So, do you ever have to? Oh, let's say we're gonna we know we're gonna have a, a very expensive episode twelve. Mm-hmm. Do you have to rob from nine to make sure you have enough left it's, over? It's all one bucket. It is okay. Yeah. I mean, th- it's divided into thirteen. Roughly. Pieces, but, but you've got the bucket, and you just got to make it work. You've got to make it work. Mm-hmm. That's wow. that's the goal. Sometimes we do, sometimes we so, don't. But it's it's well, give me some insight, Scuba. A very creative but cheap way to get the same effect. <laughs> I mean, what, you know, give me that effect. No, no, not that effect. But just like you know, I, I I'm trying to think of an example that I have. But you know, when we're doing our own little movies, when we know we have the, we have no money, but we have to come up with a really creative solution. And I, I can't think of any right now, but I love hearing those stories. Like we had no money to do this. Well, here's what we came up with. I mean, not to get not to get in too much into this, but there was a scene um, that we had, and then we needed an insert shot, and so we right. created. You know, we just literally made up a portion of the set and and shot that as an insert. You know, yeah. so that's for us was a cheap way of doing that. Well, I mean, the there, work. there are some things that we we have done. Um, there was a sequence this year where we went to Four Corners. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Now, Four Corners is maybe where a whole bunch of things come together, right? but there's nothing there. 
and it's six hours away from Albuquerque. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was very important for Skyler's story that we do this, but we could not bring Skyler there mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons, and we couldn't send a full camera crew there. So we shot that. I directed that portion mm-hmm. with a uh, Canon D5. Wow. And yet it intercut beautifully with yeah. the 35 millimeter. Couldn't tell. Because you just can't tell. Yeah. And then we, you know, we did shots of Anagon. Now that's an example. And then we created the medallion on our soundstage. So it's really in about four different locations. Sure. And by the time it was all cut together, it just went beautifully. Time lapse is something that we've been doing. Yeah, um, we've noticed that, especially yeah. in the last. That grew out of yeah. a conversation between Vince and me. Uh, following the explosion in the gas station, I had taken mm-hmm. some pictures on my iPhone. Uh-huh. And when I put all the photos together, together, it was, it, we started talking about time lapse and we have a couple of guys who come out and they do that as a separate unit. That's not something we could do with a, a full on unit. So we're, we're looking for those, those uh-huh. kinds of things. We're, we're grabbing things. We, we do, we don't have a full second unit. Uh, mm-hmm. First unit moves incredibly quickly. We get forty setups on an on an average day, pretty much. Whoa! You know, going in and out, and yet achieving Damn. this level of yeah, that quality. Is, that is fast. Well, when you have actors who are almost always word perfect. Well, yeah. You know, yeah, you're not yeah. you're not doing well. Gee, you almost got there. Yeah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, wow. there's sometimes, so, uh, uh, but it's average you, takes what two, three, and you're on about three. About three. Yeah, that's incredible. That's amazing. Maybe it goes four. Occasionally we'll run into something mechanical uh-huh. that is very difficult. The last shot that you're talking about with the face-off, yeah. Vince did 19 takes Wow! of just that camera just move. Just that slide? Uh, just that slide to, to make sure that that was right. what he wanted. And I just read something that he used take 19. Wow. Wow. So there, there was... It was a little bit. I Good. mean, we're we're standing there, we're watching, you know, take after take, and, uh-huh. and the lights going, of course. Uh huh. Yeah. But it it all worked out. So, oh, the lights. So that's on location somewhere. That, yeah, that oh, was a that, uh, was... that was an abandoned nursing home. Wow. It had been abandoned the year before, so it was a real nursing home. Sure. We brought in all the dressing. We brought in the bingo caller. <laughs> we brought in the old people. Um, uh, it's, speaking of on location, so you guys shoot in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, what are the benefits and the drawbacks of something like that in terms of, you know, you don't necessarily have the infrastructure of L.A. And I would imagine there's probably heat issues and things like that. Sometimes well, there's heat you... and cold. I mean, it's not Nevada. People think that yeah. this place is Arizona or Nevada or something like that. We, we had high desert. Our, it is very high. We, our temperature range this year was from a minus 30 wind chill on one day Ouch. to 102. In one day? No, no. Oh, okay. Over the course of the season. All right, great. great so that, that was our, our weather range, wow. and yet it all plays. Yeah, it plays. You know, yeah. like it's one season exactly. pretty much. Uh, that's tricky. The reason we went to New Mexico, um, when the show was starting up, which was 2007, we shot the pilot, um, New Mexico had just started the rebate program. Sure. I think maybe the year previous. And a Sony executive said, to Vince, look, you're, you've set the show. I think it was in Imperial Valley. Mm-hmm. If we take the show to New Mexico, there's a, a really good chance that we can use that rebate to enhance the quality of the show. Uh, Vince came out, looked at New Mexico, um, decided to write the show for Albuquerque. And uh, I flew in in January 2007 and started setting up the pilot. You've done a great. It is because the, yeah. I mean, the setting does feel like a character at times. You know. Yeah, the, yeah they've done a great job. Of, you know, yeah. done a great job of making that. Just well, integrating that. And we've gotten great cooperation from, mm-hmm. from uh, Albuquerque, the mayor's office. Yeah. we've been through two two administrations, and they just <laughs> nice. they just support one Democratic, one Republican. They both really support the show, and understand. What we're doing is, yeah. is not putting anything in a bad light. We're creating. No, I don't think so. And how are the locals TV liking show. it? They must be having a good oh, time. Oh, they love right? it. Yeah. Like, I, as a matter of fact, I, I have an email today. We've been sending um, DVDs to a couple of soldiers in Afghanistan. And 
they love it because they like oh, yeah. seeing their their town and sure. yeah. and and it reminds them of home. Hopefully, it doesn't remind them of using that <laughs> went into the service. I, that's not it at all. But yeah. I mean, it, it it is it is something that I think the people from Albuquerque can take pride that one of the signature television series of all time has been done in their city. Yeah, and I don't think you can ignore that. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I have one more question when you're talking about that they're very supportive, but there, there is some of the content is obviously, you know, for, for AMC, there's graphic language, there's graphic sure. scenes. Another question I had was, is there any ever issues getting things on air? And does AMC or th- do they ever take issue with anything you've tried to do? I the think show? there's always been, uh, you know, some dialogue about that, uh, but their trust in Vince is, is pretty considerable. There've only yeah. been a very few number of cases, and and in each time, I I have felt that the creative uh, meeting point. I don't even want to say compromise, because I, I don't think that's really the issue mm-hmm. here. Uh, but the creative meeting point has really taken something even higher, even yeah. Better. Yeah, so they found an even better way. Yeah, that's that's that amazing. that tends to be yeah. much more. I mean, we yeah. still have to. Uh, follow the general television rules. There's nothing that's on the show. Um, people were talking about like Denny's. The, we were our opening uh, episode this year. Mm-hmm. They go out to yeah. Denny's. Yeah. Denny's didn't pay us. We paid them. There were a couple of, of issues of product placement, but they're clearly identified in the credits. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, video game and the sure. uh, um, that terrific car that he... <laughs> Blows yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I those were product placements, and and uh, really, you got to hand it to Chrysler. Just to, yeah, to like, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. the whole idea was this was a fantastic car yeah. that this uh, kid really wanted, yeah. and isn't that the message they're trying to get across? Yeah. Much more than let's blow up a car, exactly. Which was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always we fun get to, to blow, blow things. up a car. <laughs> yeah, we get to blow it up. Awesome! How yeah. many people were that that day? I would just want to see. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone to see it blow. Well, if, right? if you've never seen an explosion in real life, yeah. you don't have an idea of what they're like because all movie explosions, all TV explosions, occur slightly high speed or even, you know, slow motion or right. even very slow motion, because it is a real explosion is so fast, it's actually possible to miss, miss it. it. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, me... you know, a shutter comes yeah. down every and, twenty-four sure. seconds. An explosion can happen in a forty-eighth of a second, and uh, or even faster. I mean, they're fast, and they're really powerful. <laughs> I'm always You're, amazed. Yeah, you can really feel it. When oh, you're, how far away are you guys? Well, I, on that explosion, I guess I was about a, about two hundred feet back. I mean, you, you don't try and go to where is sure. it safe and then go another foot. <laughs> That's not what you do no, with the explosion. You don't do that? No. Oh, well, I've oh, heard okay. that complaint. Uh, you know. A lot of my friends were crewmen on Shutter Island, Martin Scorsese's movie, and they were right. like, they set up the whole rig for an explosion. They were like, what, you, you're telling me to go back? I want, I just built this thing to explode. I want to see it explode. And they that didn't, wasn't yeah. your complaint? No. No. <laughs> no. I just did a, I just did a uh, show that had a, a grizzly bear uh-huh. in it. That thing was like 900 pounds and seven <laughs> feet tall. Nobody wanted to be around it. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I mean, nobody was like peeking what? around. Nobody. They just. I would, I would have slathered myself up with honey and said, "Come on, let's go, let's dance." No, no. no. Okay. It's a big animal. <laughs> it's really big. So, well, so uh, I guess the other thing I wanted to ask is, not everybody knows. Okay, so for instance, they've been writing for weeks. Sure. And you get it. Okay. What do you get to do? Well, the, there are a number of things that happen almost simultaneously. Mm-hmm. First thing I'm trying to do is I do what's called a breakdown. And literally, right. I take the script apart. Who's in what scene? What's in what scene? Where is every scene? And I try and, first off, schedule that and budget that. And then there are things that need lead time right. more than one episode. I mean, that mask that you saw and Carla wearing that was basically about three months from wow. the time that it was conceived of to the time we actually needed. And I would say that two two of those months were needed for the complete fabrication and, and how we were doing it. Uh, at the ending of last year, we had a very complicated car stunt where the car drives into into this. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't just two people taking a car hit. I mean, there was there was. There were about four different elements that had come together, and including a CGI 
component where the people were turned into uh, mannequins, right. you know, and I mean mannequin in a computer sense, mm-hmm. and then the hit was, and, and that all had to be choreographed, and Vince is uh, giving input at every step of, mm-hmm. of the way, you know, and, and Michelle is giving input, uh, Michelle McLaren, mm-hmm. uh, who's one of our executive producers, and Melissa Bernstein, myself, Michael Slovis, uh, the production designer as well, uh, yeah. Mark Freeborn. So, I mean, he's, there's a lot of input, but, I mean, ultimately mm-hmm. Vince cares about every single detail. Sure. And that's, that takes time because yeah. it's, you'd love to get everything right the first time or the way he wants it the first right. time. But he's, he's fine-tuning everything. Of course. So he's responsible for breaking it down, scheduling it, and then putting all those pieces And then putting together. all those people, making sure that I have the facilities to do it, right. I have the equipment to do it. You were asking about infrastructure in New Mexico. It's not bad, but it's not like Los Angeles where you, where you pick can pick up a phone and get anything. Exactly. So pretty much if I don't have it and then I need it, it's two days away. So what's your lead time? I mean, you, you, you're, you get the script here and we're going to be shooting this episode. How far ahead? But we have a full-on prep for each show that takes eight days. And eight then days. each show takes eight days. Eight to days to shoot. shoot. So we never, from the time that we start shooting till the, till the last day of the last episode, we stay in production. There are uh-huh. no breaks unless we run into, you know, a Christmas hiatus. Right. Sounds exhausting. Is. <laughs> yeah, by the end, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and are they, how many hours a day, roughly? Everybody uh, an the idea? shooting crew's about 12 to 14 hours. 12 to 14. Occasionally we'll push it past 14, but mm-hmm. we don't like doing that. I mean, we're in a marathon. It's not right. like doing it's a low-budget movie where yeah, just everybody to, goes crazy. Yeah, exactly, for four weeks or whatever. <laughs> for four weeks, yeah. if lower budget, uh-huh. you know, maybe 30 days if yeah. they've got a little uh-huh. more money. But, you know, you can do that and then collapse. We are going for 104 days. 104 and days. And you, you do have, what, a day or, or do you take two days off in the week? Just we, the one? Uh, no days? No, no, we take off Saturday and Saturday. Saturday, okay. Usually. Okay, usually. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there are sometimes there's you construction issues. Yeah. There are um, striking, uh, prepping uh, yeah. a location. Occasionally, there will be a location that we do not have access to. Uh-huh. During the week, the pilot was shot on a Tuesday through Sunday schedule because we had a lot of stuff in a school, and they did not in, want to interrupt uh, uh-huh. the school year. But we've been Monday through Friday for... Well, really, since season one. All right, so you used to work in sitcoms too, yeah, right? Or you still do sometimes. I'm curious the difference between because yeah. it sounds this sounds grueling, and everything you hear about sitcoms is a little cush, right? Is I mean, is that yeah, well, is that? Well, I did two at once. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so you get to double down with the, yeah, the sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it, or two jobs on the same. Yeah, side. yeah. No, I mean sitcoms are a, a great way to have uh, a very controlled experience in terms of. Of writing, they're they're wonderful in terms of for the actors and the interaction with the audience. That can be really special for an audience sitcom. Yeah, I've just finished two sitcoms uh, in the last few weeks that are are single camera sitcoms mm-hmm. right now. Although there seems to be a swing back yeah. to the old style. I mean, they, yeah. those shows seem to be working this this year, and the dramas seem to be not quite clicking. But uh, for what I do. Um, this is more movie making. This is yeah. I mean, it, it, it may be like harder, that. but the satisfactions for doing this are, uh-huh. are are really remarkable. I mean, when when you see it all come together, it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Extremely rewarding. Yeah. And so, as when you first read the pilot, yeah, what was your initial? Because you've read a lot of pilots yes. and you've read a lot of scripts. What what was your initial reaction to the pilot? Um. I was terrified. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Be <Because> terrified. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> well, uh, I was in New Mexico. I hadn't uh, uh, been a UPM in New Mexico before. Okay. I didn't know anybody. We didn't have a studio. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cast at the time. It was extremely am- ambitious. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had very little time from the time I started to the time we started shooting was only about six weeks. I, uh, you know, it was Vince. It was Karen Moore was also a producer on it. Okay, the time. and you weren't even cast yet. Uh, no, I mean Brian was started circling in. I guess about three four weeks, but there was no studio. We wound mm-hmm. up shooting it in a uh, warehouse um, that didn't have water, didn't have power. It had just sure. been finished, and we were lucky to find that. 
now the studios that we're in now are, are real state-of-the-art kinds uh-huh. of things, but they, they hadn't been built. They weren't finished at the time we were doing wow. the pilot. So that was, that was pretty <laughs> – I was just so happy. <laughs> to you were just me. lucky that it got done, right? Oh. <laughs> well, it, was, it was just a great feeling when, when we in, – in many ways, my job is, is – Easier now? Well, it's a lot easier now. I've got, yeah. I've got a great team, and yeah. we've been doing it for a while, and we've got a great crew, and it's, it's – it's, it's still hard, but it's not that feeling like you're on a on a tightrope right. without a net. Uh-huh. But I was really happy when we rolled cameras for that first uh, first day of the pilot because once we roll cameras, it means that all the toys have pretty much we're got, there and we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Got so, uh, but uh, they didn't have. I mean, aside from there was no studio, there was no. I mean, we we shipped all the equipment uh-huh. and all the electric came in. Right. It, it really was a lot of planning. No, but when you when you read that pilot, did, did you have any kind of feeling one way or another, like, oh, yeah, I can see this going. This thing's going to be good. I think that anybody who would read about a cancer victim turned meth dealer yeah. would just figure out that that was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. you know, it's all in the, yeah. it's all in the, it's, it's not like any other show. I know. So, that's so, what I'm wondering. I was like, would somebody read, you've read so many, would you look at this and go, are they crazy? You know what? It, it, or is the writing so good? You went, the writing yeah, they're was, crazy, but this is amazing. The writing was so clear. The characterizations were so unique. Um, the, the, the places that we were taking it and, and the locations that we were finding and, and just the feeling around it, it was really remarkable. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, you had some really top people who creatively you know that they – know what they're doing. Right. I mean, Vince okay. had been uh, uh, doing X-Files for, I think, seven years. Mm-hmm. Mark Johnson, who was also, uh, an, who is an executive producer on the show, he's the guy behind Diner, mm-hmm. you know, Notebook. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, Narnia, this mm-hmm. is, this is, these are not amateurs. When they, when they throw their time, their effort behind this, uh, it's, it really means something. Having said that, when Vince went to pitch the show, uh, and I forget whether it was at uh, AMC that he got this response or Sony. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember. But literally when he told them the idea for this show, I think it was AMC, mm-hmm. they said this is the worst idea for any <laughs> TV series we've ever heard and we're buying it. Because the goal really was to make memorable television. Mm-hmm. And we've done that. And Vince yeah. has done that. Clearly, Absolutely. wow! This is the worst idea, but we're buying it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know which executive was. Behind <laughs> I want to be in the room when but, they say that. I mean, look what AMC did with their first yeah. two shows out the gate: were Mad Men and uh, Breaking yeah. Bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly they knew what they were doing. Yes, we, we Aaron Paul touched on this a little bit. We because our understanding was he was supposed to be killed off the first season, uh-huh. and he was just happy that he got to keep his job. I'm curious the behind the scenes of, was it just that the, the interplay between the two of them after a few episodes, you see that has to continue, or how I, does that decision I think that, that that decision came about after the pilot, but mm-hmm. once we found that out, that he was about to be killed off, we have teased him unmercifully <laughs> for every yeah. every year. I mean, yeah. he came we killed you at any time, buddy. Oh, well... <laughs> You know, he came up to me at the beginning of the second season and told me he bought a condo, and I said, they didn't tell you? (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we have a very good time. uh, Nice. Nice. I would imagine anybody on the show would be worried. About being... Yeah, because you you guys would kill anybody for anything. Well, except that getting killed on Breaking Bad is a guaranteed of a couple of more episodes. That's true, because they always bring you back for something. They'll bring you back. You're never really dead. Oh, oh, we forgot to talk about this here. This is kind of interesting. Let's explore that area. Speaking of which... It affects my job. um, I have to uh, keep all that stuff around. I I mean, once a character's dead... You keep all the stuff. I have to keep everything. Keep it in storage. We'll bring them back. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was it like to call up uh, Gail and say, all right, uh, we need you for season four, but you're going to be filming the most hilarious video? You know what the I mean? Character, that's, that's your role in season four. Yeah. Was that, that, was, shot, that was shot specifically ju- right. later? Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we shot him, let's see, uh, over three different episodes in order to get the pieces that mm-hmm. you, you saw, including that... Uh, video which was essentially like one take for him singing that song <laughs> and was just i mean we all got up and applauded uh-huh. after it was just an amazing thing to do that whole song in 
the Gale character. That's not who he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not an obsequious guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not unctuous. Yeah. He he's really charming, and he's mm-hmm. he's he's a brilliant actor. Wow. Uh, and do that. He's I great mean, on Flight of the Concords. He does some very very funny stuff. Oh, he's, so he's, I know he's fearless. Level of humor. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. fearless. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it takes to to act at that level. It's, uh-huh. it's just just committing totally yeah. and and doing that. So talk just talk about a little bit about the actors because you guys have been blessed. These, I mean, you whoever's casting, everybody in casting, I should say, has just done an amazing yeah. job. These, they, there's not a bad note in a bunch. Nope. Not not that you would expect that, but I mean, that must be. I mean, you got great writing, and these guys can deliver it. Well, so you got to well. speak about the um, the car wash owner. Well, we're talking I, I, about, I also yeah. were curious if they're are they coming from L.A. or New Mexico? These actors. Uh, most of the major roles, with the exception, say, of Bogdan, the car, are, are coming from Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Uh, some come from Texas. Uh, for example, the woman who is um, Bob Odenkirk's secretary. Yeah, but a great little bit in this. <laughs> great uh, little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> just, just terrific. She comes up yeah. from Texas. There are a few more yeah. people from. Well, I mean, Walt there are some. can't get a break. Even the secretary is just car- carrying something over oh, yeah. on him. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and this backstory. I mean, you just. Yeah, I mean it's just terrific yeah. that that uh, uh, you know Saul is smitten with her. Yeah, I mean it's just like look at her. It's yeah. like okay, well there's got to be a story there, and yeah. yet we don't tell every story that is involved. We we're there's a whole backstory yeah. in it's Peru. Yeah, with Giancarlo, yeah. I haven't a clue as to what yeah, it is. I, I'm always I don't know what, what the hell's going on? Who's the, what's the connection there? You know, yeah. uh, Vince doesn't feel that we have to. No, we don't. No, everything. Paint everything out. But in terms of Bogdan, um, he brought his son in to be an extra. And this is the car wash owner. And this is the car wash owner. And this was for the pilot. Mm-hmm. And uh, the extra casting person, Gwen Savage, passed, passed him up to the casting person, who then presented him to Vince. And he did that little bit. Cut to four years later, he's moved out of Albuquerque. He is a rocket scientist. He's now teaching uh-huh. at uh, University of Chicago. <laughs> oh I mean, you know, God. he's not a slouch at all. This, <laughs> this is a yeah. major smart guy. Yeah. And they brought him back for the, you know, for the sale. And he's hitting the scenes. I mean, you see him when he's, when he's dealing with uh, Anna Gunn. Yeah. And she makes that initial presentation. Mm-hmm. You can... You can get the feeling of of when he talks about that he built the business, yeah. not like he's reciting a line. Oh it's, yeah, it's oh, like you can see I him didn't for a second. I I, I mean, and this the, guy looked like you went to a car wash yeah. and you got him, <laughs> you know, with lock, stock, and barrel. You we got went to Sandia Labs and got him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and he's a rocket scientist. He's a rocket scientist. And the, yeah. well, uh, Wendy, the the street whore, she's a soccer mom. She the <laughs> the the uh, uh, you know the the meth whore who's yeah. with. She's she's a a very stunning lady who's not done very much acting at all, uh-huh. and uh, is a triathlete. She's in terrific shape. Uh, <laughs> she comes in, and the very first scene she's doing is, in, I think, in episode two of the whole show, uh-huh. and she's taking her panties down and jumping on top of uh, Aaron Paul, uh-huh. and having kind of meth sex. I mean, and then she's doing, you know, giving head uh, in time lapse. <laughs> And there's a great story there because one of those cars, and I won't say which one, is actually a, a real person who did not realize <laughs> we were filming and came up and was looking for the services that seemed to be <laughs> implied. And uh, she basically said, you, we're filming this. You may want to leave. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> But, uh, wow! With, with Bogdan, I, I, I will for somebody who wasn't a trained actor. This when the dollar bill when that ha- they have that yeah. power shift oh, yeah. and he goes to yeah. get back, unbelievable! Yeah. It was like you know, finally after this position of power he was in the whole time. Uh, but I do want to ask about that too. Sure. With um, you know, a lot is referred to as eyebrows and things like that. Right. When is that stuff written? I mean, on set does that happen? Does that happen once they're cast? Does that start to get written? How does that happen for characters? When almost nothing gets written on the set, so, almost nothing. Everything okay. has been written mm-hmm. or realized by the actors. I, I mean, by the by the writers right. and Vince. I mean, they knew this guy from the pilot. 
it's hard. So they'd included it after they'd met him and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, we, don't, we were wondering, uh, do they write it in? They, right. they, they, they give they, him they, those they, eyebrows? I find a guy with I, giant yeah. eyebrows. No. I could do Although, that. you know, they might, they might want to try and do that in yeah. some things. I'm trying to think. But, um, no, in that case, I think they uh-huh. took a look at the audition yeah. tape yeah. and they went, oh. That's the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. <laughs> exactly. This is the guy. And then they just wrote to the eyebrows. And I, uh, you were talking about Vince overseeing every aspect yes. of, of um, you know, production. There's a production designer, obviously. Uh, we, we asked the actors about color palette on the show. Okay. And we couldn't really get it. They said it's they there. Know. It's, yeah, but it's, I don't know what it means. They don't care. So we're wondering how much. Can you speak to the color it, palette? Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, uh, let's just sort of say that uh, that camera is taking the picture of the two of you yes. guys right now. That wouldn't work in a, in a drama because you're both wearing the same color. Sure. So you want each character who appears to be in a color that both expresses their character Mm -hmm. and that doesn't look like everybody's wearing a blue shirt. Right. That has to be Mm pre-planned. And that planning would get set up with Vince uh, at the beginning of the season. Mark Freeborn, the production designer, would be Mm -hmm. a part of that. Kathleen DeToro, our costume uh, designer, would be part of that as well mm-hmm. and they would they would pick out swatches of colors uh for each character for the season and mm-hmm. with vince sometimes there would be transitions i want them to start in this mm-hmm. and then go to darker shades mm-hmm. as maybe the characters get yeah, darker right. committing murders things like that. i mean those are kinds of things that he cares about right and even if people aren't necessarily consciously aware of yeah. of this kind of stuff they it contributes to the overall effect. Oh now, did he pick colors that would actually represent an idea, or they metaphorical in some sense, or were they? For instance, we saw a lot of green. reds and green. Green is 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 money. Obviously. Okay, green is. is is growth. Green is hope. Mm-hmm. There's almost no green in the pilot, <laughs> <laughs> except for the logo. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for instance, and then yellows. We saw a lot of blues and reds this season. Right. And so were those, uh, obviously, they're specific. These but, are all choices that, yeah. that, that are being made. Yeah. Uh, and they're not being made during the episode. They're, they're being pre, pre-planned. And this, pre-planned. Is the, this is the palette we're going to use. Right. We're going to go from red to whatever or and as it's the not progression just goes. clothing colors because you, yeah. can't, you don't also want this color to be the same as this Absolutely. color. Because then there's no differentiation. Yeah. So every, you know, every decision in terms of clothing, wall colors, mm-hmm. car colors, these are all conscious, creative decisions that we care about. Yes, and, and we care cares about. about we want to know what, what, what's the thought process. Why the why the red? Why is is the red representative of? I think that you see what it's representative. Okay, of. but I want to know what you want. <laughs> we didn't fail. We what have, did you take from we it? We have all these fights about what it represents. So people have different ideas. So we're trying to get the inside scoop about. Well, I think uh, Mark uh, Mark and Vince should uh, speak to that. All right, all right, all right. And so, also, well, uh, yeah. by the way, it's a big thing for camera. Too. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the, uh, reds don't show up terribly well uh, mm-hmm. uh, photographically. Uh-huh. Uh, they're they're tricky. They're tricky. Well, patterns uh, are tricky. The big question, um, I guess, of the fans um, this season was, what yeah. is with the minerals, aka the rocks or whatever you want to call them, of that, Hank's, uh, Hank's obsession, obsession with the minerals. And um, you know, we 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 heard that Vince was like, oh, it just it doesn't mean anything, but. You know, the show everything means something has to mean something. So, we tried to get Dean's take on it uh, as to what he assigned it. Do you know anything about that? No, but uh, there is one kind of funny little element to it. One of the jobs of the set dressers, and Mm -hmm. we have a great one, Mark Flowers, uh, is to make you think when you're seeing somebody's room that there was a life there and that you know something about the people. Mm Who are there? Uh, you see the purple obsession of Marie in her house. Yeah. You see how dowdy uh, Walt's house his, is. His own place. So yeah. everything everything contributes to to that vision. In Gail's apartment, mm-hmm. there's a rock collection mm-hmm. that was put in. There's also climbing photos. Mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff where you really got a feeling for this Who guy. This guy was. Th- th- this was like. A real guy who had a real life, who was an interesting person, mm-hmm. and that is part of what made his death so powerful. Mm-hmm. But there's a rock collection there that showed up accidentally. 
I mean, that was just something that I guess Mark decided to do. It wasn't until after we started with Dean's Rock Collection that we started making that connection. That, that we made that connection. But that's serendipity. Mm-hmm. That wasn't any connection. That wasn't to show a common element between, mm-hmm. say, Gale and okay, that, and, yeah, and mm-hmm. but. I'll tell you, five years from now, somebody yeah. doesn't know that will go through and yeah. go, and then they, they lay that yeah, in, exactly. and then he well, brings that that's over. That's the discussions we have with the fans. You know, but no, I think this means this. and you know, Most things mean something. something. For instance, Very there was a lot of talk about what the, why they used the Bridge on the River Kwai, that particular uh, uh, cut from that with Alec Guinness, what have I done, what have I done? And I'd, I'd read or heard f- f- uh, in an interview with Vince that, well, uh, no, they owned it. Sony, Sony owned, owned it, it, so we used it. It wasn't real. I didn't. Yeah, was no but other. Sony owns a lot of things. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But he, according to him, it was like, oh, well, no, I just used it. it, it Is he being coy? A little bit. Okay. I think there's much more of a design there. I would think. I mean, when you get five things to select from and you pick yeah. that one thing, there's a reason why you picked it. You pick, yeah, okay. and and it may not even be something that he's conscious of. I mean, right. he's. he's uh, Unusual. He's got uh, you know great intellect, mm-hmm. but he also you know he writes emotions beautifully. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, he has access to both those things. So he he can make an intellectual decision, and sure. he can make an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, same guy. Th- right. There aren't well, there aren't many people who can do that. I, I'm, I, this is I'm curious about the the lab assistant who got killed and um, sure. Gail's death and. Also, the end of the season finale, saying right. that Walt likely poisoned uh, likely. the kid. Uh, uh, likely did. I, I'll say did. I'm gonna. Uh, so, sure. I'm curious if there's discussions about how far you can take Walt to the dark side and have people still be sympathetic. And I'm also curious if it matters if people are sympathetic to Walt. Like, are you still going to be compelled because it has become an ensemble and you care about Jesse? Like, do you have to stay sympathetic for Walt to at work, or can you start to hate Walt? Vince has been extremely clear about this from the, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't completely understand until really this year that how he far. was how yeah. far he's it serious. was going to yeah. He's serious about it. What I was always hearing was that he wanted to take the guy from, take Walt from being Mr. Chips to Scarface. But there was something that hadn't ever been done before. When you saw that movie, you still stay sympathetic to mm-hmm. Scarface. Mm-hmm. Vince's intention, which he really expressed this year, is that by the time you, we get to the end of the show, Walt will die, and you're supposed to hate him. Wow. We are taking... I didn't hear we, that. That's I mean, this is, hey. this is what it's been printed. <laughs> well, exclusive. it's been printed before. I, know. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're taking the protagonist... Mm-hmm. Of the show, and we're turning him into the antagonist. Absolutely, yeah. That's never been done before because no one's had that kind of time frame, mm-hmm. creative time frame, to allow that to happen. You can't do that in a movie. It's it takes most of a movie to get you on board the hero's mm-hmm. journey, right? And then to take the hero and turn him into the villain and still have him sympathetic. That's something that really, where has that been tried before? I mean, to some extent, did they try and do that in in the in the second Star Wars trilogy, which preceded? I mean, mm-hmm. were they trying to make you sympathetic to Darth Vader? I mm-hmm. don't know. Once he blew up Al, uh, what Alderaan, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I, I was waiting for this guy to die. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't care that his mother mistreated him. Yeah. I, you know, he blew up a whole planet. <laughs> so um, that's what uh, Vince has said he's going to try and do. Now, it's amazing to. Some people that we're still sympathetic to Walt. After all, we've seen him. Yeah, he's killed. He's killed. But, or, but or had but people killed? Well, I mean, you know, not I so mean, he's killed a lot of people. Yes, exactly. Either, and, and, and he, was, and he and indirectly, killed he's killed hundreds of people yes, by the airplane crash. Exactly. So he's he's killed through action by yeah. strangulation and we have people gunshots. cheering for him <laughs> and watching a, a, a girl die. Yeah, and, just and, not doing anything. Just, just not her. doing anything. Let, letting her die. Poisoning child, poisoning a child, uh, setting that up. Yeah, I mean, but the great thing is, so he does that, but he cares about his family. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a bad guy, and that's what I He's love. He's not a bad guy. 
<laughs> but he is a bad guy. That's the no, point. but I lo- I love that rat because at the end of the day, I think the you know the re- the reason it works is because there is that rationalization, and for me, that's what it is. It's okay, so he's done that things, but he cares. I think the most interesting segment in terms of going on this journey really was in the first season where he is invited. I think it was our third regular episode. He's invited to a party thrown by, in his, essence, Bill Gates. Right, his former friend. And the, and the guy says, colleagues. I hear you, you know, are sick, and I'll pay for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by that time, Walt's already killed two people, mm-hmm. and he's gotten a taste of what will flower into the Heisenberg yeah. character. Right. And the idea of losing control again and being a being, non-entity. Mm-hmm. And in debt to this person. Well, what debt? I mean, he thinks he's going to die. No, what I'm saying, if this guy paid for everything, that's just another thing for me to Another feel. thing that he could not control. And this is my point. And just, yeah. that episode, I remember reading that episode and thinking, wow, if, this, if we can pull this one off, if we can make people understand, then this is, is really remarkable. And, I, and, and that, that episode, more than anything else, kind of, kind of opened the door in, in my eyes, to how unique this this journey was really, really going to to take us, and how we would play against you know everybody's expectations as to what normal people would do in that right. situation. That that was really a, a departure, and, and more so than than really a lot of other things. Okay. Well, on that note, I think we should head towards our commercial break. So uh, why don't we do that now, Jesse, if you can take us away to a commercial. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out that wig. When the TV show is over, get your you think you want to add on. Sure, it's fine if you guys are getting what you want. Oh, we'll get it. Are you kidding me? We'd do this for hours. <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah. We're back. Sorry. We were chatting. You got a little bit super geek yeah. fans we are. Exactly. Uh, so it's been fascinating to hear uh, all about this. Uh, uh, so we, first of all, we want to thank you again for joining. Us. It's been a pleasure to have you. Uh, last few things before we go. So what, any last uh, questions, comments? Well, um, I do want to say, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that Vince – there's he is a mastermind because if you listen to his podcasts um the way we do um uh, you know the ones made by MC he uh, honestly you could pretty much quote him he, you know oh it, we just got lucky oh well, i don't know why it just it just happened that way <laughs> but i'm glad to know that there is a design yeah. because he i do feel at us often and and, and yeah. we all do too is he just yeah. modest? He's humble yeah. about it? Yeah, he's just incredible. Talk a little bit about that process. He's just modest about his, and he's just, what is he? He's modest. He's grateful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also exacting and mm-hmm. demanding, mm-hmm. but he appreciates when he gets uh, mm-hmm. stuff that uh, sometimes exceeds what he was hoping. Uh-huh. Uh, but he has a vision for this that we're there to fulfill. And it would seem to me that working in this Breaking Bad environment. Yeah, you guys really want to do the best you can. And not oh. that you wouldn't do it every time, but for some reason, it seems to be elevated in this it, area. It is. I mean, it's this isn't the this is the assignment of a lifetime ah. for for most of us. Sure. And uh, the only people who don't know it's an assignment for uh, of a lifetime haven't really lived that much right. and haven't okay. been in, involved with TV uh-huh. that much. This, so, and is that what you're most proud of? That Right there, or what, Breaking what, Bad. No, I mean of of that that being involved in something that you know yeah. is going to be. Yes, I mean, yeah. okay. if we wanted to, I mean, there there are careers that are. Yeah. No, I think the saying is nobody put a gun to your head and said go into show business. That's true. I mean, the, the, yeah, you can get a paycheck anywhere, right? But well, is, maybe not in this economy. <laughs> well. But uh, it's certainly a, a calling, and mm-hmm. you do sacrifice. I'm away from home for eight months. Yeah. Uh, I'm 
more than anybody else, I'm the first one in and pretty much the last one out. But uh, there are certain things that are worth it. And when you're doing stuff where people care this much, it's not just another job. It's not jo- another job to the mm-hmm. people in New Mexico. When the scripts come out, pretty much y- you'll see people all over the place reading them because they really care uh-huh. about the kind of job that they're doing uh, mm-hmm. on the show. They know it's, it's special. The, the word in New Mexico is the way to get the job on uh, a job on Breaking Bad is to wait for someone to die. <laughs> because nobody's nobody's leaving on but their how, own. How was that atmosphere created? Just that because the writing is so good, because the you know the exec producers just they just raised the bar. This is what we're shooting for. Or how did that happen? I think it's because nobody is phoning it in. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm not phoning it in, I'm right. not letting the people who I hire phone it in. Right. I mean, so everybody's holding everybody else to that same standard, and it's it's like a game of tennis. I right. mean, if somebody's hitting the ball back to you, you got to hit it, yeah. You know, and if you, you play with bad game. people, you don't right. play a great game of tennis. But if yeah. if you're working with these actors, with yeah. this writing, with yeah. these directors, you, you better really, you know, come with good stuff. Yeah, because they'll demand it, <laughs> and, and and it's fun. I mean, that's the fun part to do stuff that just blows people's minds to mm-hmm. to get a tortoise and blow it up to to <laughs> land an airplane in the middle of nowhere to to do these desert shots to yeah. to do things in the middle of nowhere sometimes in incredible weather conditions uh, yeah. sandstorms cold hot snakes yeah. i mean these are all things that we deal with uh all the time and uh make work and make great tv out of it make really great tv what else you got um I, I just wanted, did want to make a comment about uh, in ter- the, the thing that I love most about the show is uh, the fact that everything, the repercussions, will last the whole season. Whereas m- most shows, you know, something will happen in an episode or the next episode. Yeah, it's gone. It's, it's gone. And you really feel them carry every decision that they make throughout the whole season. Well, that is the nature of, of this piece. This is yeah. one long story. This yeah. is one like a Russian novel. This is Dostoevsky. And, and so for the last season, I know sure. you don't have to talk about the specifics, but I know it's going to be an eight-episode season. How important was it that you had those, you know, these next 16 episodes to tell the full story? Is that, mean, is that what it I was mean, from the beginning? It was that it was like it was really this five-season arc or like how does that? I think Vince started talking about it being five seasons about a season and a half ago. Yeah. I think that uh, it was a possibility it could have gone uh, another season beyond that, but uh, he's feeling that this is what's necessary to, to tell the story. To finish the story. And yeah. finish the story. And right. it is one story. We're not doing a police procedural yeah, where exactly. we find the body yeah. and joke about it and arrest the wrong guy. And, mm-hmm. and it, Every story is different. Every story... Right. My challenge is, as a line producer is... The show changes all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, one time we're in the house, and the next season we're almost never in the house. Yeah. We build a super lab in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, what do we do with this? <laughs> now it's all gone. Now, yeah. Well, you think. Oh, and you really? guys start writing in four weeks? They start writing in four weeks. Yeah. They start writing in four weeks. Four weeks. They'll, they'll write, and we'll, uh, it, the schedule is a little tentative, but right now we'll start filming mid-March. One of the things I love about it, because it's not a procedural show, so little of it is expos. It's really just all behavior. These people just in their element, being, you know, behaving. I find that's the f- most fascinating thing about. Yeah, it. You, you, there is no story structure no. that you can hang on to uh-huh. and and go. Oh, okay, now we're getting getting close to the end. Mm-hmm. I, I really got to. You don't know uh-huh. where you are in this story. Not a clue. And, and uh, I mean, take a look um, at the second to last episodes last year and this year. Mm-hmm. Both were almost season enders in and of themselves. Yeah. If yeah. we had left Walt on curled that, that curled up on, on that, that roof, roof, it could have been. It could have been like, okay, there's a cliffhanger uh-huh. to take you into next season, and then they could have, you know, mm-hmm. killed Giancarlo. Then, same way when we hit the guys and Walt turns to yeah. Jesse and says, "Run!" <laughs> yeah, I, that Which, was a cliffhanger. Well, I called Vince up. I said, "What Let's are you stop. doing?" No, I said, "Let's <laughs> stop now. You're never going to top that." And then the next script comes out, and you go, "Oh, okay, okay, great. Yeah, I guess you will. You will." <laughs> and he does. Yeah, and and that's that's the fun part. But that literally was a phone call I made. So, uh, you're never going to. Because do I said that. the same thing when I saw it. I go, 
What? Where are how, they going to go? I, how are you going to? That is an amazing cliffhanger. Yes. Yeah. I, I do have one more question. Sure. I, I don't know if this is a hard for you to answer because maybe you're privy to a lot of stuff, but I'm curious what hopes you have for the final season as a fan of the show. Even like, are there like what relationships do you really want to see come to you know some kind of climax? Well, I haven't there? a clue. Oh, you really? <laughs> really? No, oh, no. No. no, But okay, but as a fan, would you like to see, uh, for instance, do I, I want Jesse to find out about Jan? That's important to me. Too. Yeah, I think that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I want to see him, because I, I, as an actor, I want to see Aaron go through that process and realize that this guy was responsible for her death. I want that. I want, okay. I want that conversation. <laughs> but, but as a Let fan, know. Know. I, you know what? I, my goal for a long time has been a very simple one. Yeah. I want to be there when Walt dies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, just, I just, I just, I was there. For when he came to when, me. When Heisenberg the, came up. Yeah. When, when the show started and I want to be there. To see the final moment, mm-hmm. and I want to enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, as much as I can as a as a fan, and yeah. as, uh, so the fact that this has it. been yeah. a major part of of my professional life, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I will always um, I will always be known uh, for yeah. working on this show. When I go on to other shows, I've been on four other shows because we don't film all year round, and right. I'll go and I'll do a pilot or I'll do some other uh, series. The writers want to know what happens on Breaking Bad. <laughs> because typically yeah. it's not on the air until I'm back here right. and working on working something else. And so Monday is spent talking, talking about Breaking Bad. Of course. This past Monday was, the Mondays before that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's spent. Uh, writers admire the show because they realize what an incredible achievement it is. Yeah. And production people admire the show because they just can't figure out how, How we do some of the things that we do. Uh, we, yeah, nobody can. We're asking everybody. Well, I got a, a call from the studio. Uh, what did you guys do with that helicopter? There's a terrific shot, a uh, very, very high angle mm-hmm. shot in a couple of places. You see it this year. There's a, a nighttime shot of uh, Walt walking toward uh, Giancarlo's house. Right. And you see yeah. the shadows, and, and then, of course, he gets the phone call, go home, Walter. Yeah. You know, th- there's that. It looks like we're hundreds of feet in the air. Mm-hmm. We're not. I mean, you're going to tell us how we're about a hundred feet <laughs> in the air, but okay. it's it's lenses. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the uh, teddy bear crashing into the pool. Right. That was done with the largest construction crane I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because we, you talk about what to do with a budget. Helicopter would have been about twenty five thousand dollars because just for that shot, we don't have a helicopter there. Sure, of course. I mean, there are helicopters there, but they don't come with camera mounts and everything else. So the helicopter would have had to fly in from Los Angeles. That's Get rigged. A, that's yeah. that's a case where we we brought uh, a crane in, but that's only after. And there's a whole long story. I don't know if you have time for for that with a weather balloon idea, <laughs> <laughs> where we were going to send a camera up on a weather balloon. Yeah, weather balloon. Yeah. Huh? Well, the, the tether broke and the camera went. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, but that was during a test. Okay. So. All right. That was kind so of fun. you ended up using a crane. We ended up using a crane, and it worked beautifully. I mean, you think you're two or three thousand oh, yeah, absolutely. feet absolutely. in the air, yeah. And it was just—I uh, mean, that's also a combination of CGI mm-hmm. and uh, and mechanical effect sure. of of a real camera doing it, and a reversal. <laughs> I mean, it starts off low and goes high, and then of course you've seen it. You see it the other way. Yeah. Well, we could go on forever. We could. We could. Because, <laughs> and I would love to just keep picking sure. your brain about everything. <laughs> Okay. Maybe we'll have you on next, uh, next season. season. Well, That's when we're going to have you come okay, back. Definitely. Whatever. We would absolutely we would love to have you. Come <laughs> a lot of fun. Thank you so much My for pleasure. being here. More than anything, we thank you for all your hard work. I mean, you, you've been you've been associated with. A, uh, you've got an amazing resume, and to have this on, uh, as part of it, I, I I mean, thank you for all your hard work. Oh, put it that way. It's our pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be part of whatever you bring to this audi- to the audiences. So we thank you for that. So uh, I guess that's it. Jesse, we're going to, we're going to head on out now. So thank you everybody for listening. Um, that was our after pot after, what do we call that? So first we want to thank Ian Kaiser for being here. Phil Svitek, Jesse Janet in booth. And of course, against Stu Lyons for uh, coming out here and giving us uh, the benefit of his experience. We appreciate that so much. Okay. And, we're uh, out of here. You know, oh, wait, wait, we got one more thing. We also got to support AMC's podcast. We, you know, we're oh, fans of that please. one as well. Well, yeah, so, you, you know, if you listen to us, you, you got to listen to that one as yeah, well. Yeah, you do listen to that. You get some stuff there that we can't get here because yeah, 
They don't always tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. We're out. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.